Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, we're back on the podcast. We didn't disappear for too long. Uh, Meadows Friday, Sandown Saturday. It's all happening this week as we welcome you aboard the number one podcast in Greyhound Racing. And straight off the top, Jason Adams is on board. Uh, we're recording Thursday evening. Sandown Park about to kick off with uh, the Sunday meet, I guess we could say. Jace, how are you, mate? Well, thanks, Jim. And geez, the buzz around for Saturday is unreal. I mean... Look, we're all getting older and a bit, uh, a bit sour, aren't we? But as soon as those fields got drawn for Saturday night, I thought, gee, this is the reason why we love the game. It's just so deep and, and so exciting, isn't it? Oh, even through the, the whole night, not just the shootout. The shootout's enormous, but the support card is is big in itself. We're going to have a chat with Marky Holmes on the podcast a bit later on, obviously. He got you involved there with She's a Pearl, so we'll uh, we'll chat to Marky Boy and chat all things She's a Pearl. But can you believe, just straight off the top, we will chat about the shootout in a moment, but... Four greyhounds contesting, three of them with over a million dollars in prize money. The the sport of greyhound racing is just going so, so well. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, $4.13 million in prize money between those four runners. So, look, we know there's been a lot of uh, discussion, good, bad and indifferent, about the uh, the field itself this time around. But just how can we complain with she's a pearl and, and wow, she's fast. Drawn the inside... I mean, it's good to see Pearl here, let alone against Wow She's Fast, which all of us as, as fans have been sort of uh, counting down to, to the clash for, of them going punch for punch. And to have that in the shootout, we're on paper. They're both going to get clear running. is bloody exciting. Run of the week. Well, the greyhound who might have just announced himself as a genuine contender through this carnival moving forward is uh, by the name of Hector Forley. Uh, he was huge last week, and here's how he went about it. And they're racing. Hector Forley began well on the inside and will lead to the post the first time. Kanji victory second. And then a line of three. Getting across with Zipping Maserati to the rail. Underneath of Zipping Lopez and going all right to the rear. The leader was Hector Forley. And out by three or four. And extends on Kanji victory who can't go with it. Zipping Lopez running on. Clear then of Zipping Maserati. Further back going all right. But have a look at Hector. Hector's away with a big win. Hector Forley by eight seconds. Victory, third Tell you what, our man Dan Hibbert nearly fell out of the broadcast box there when uh, when Hector Forley took off. It might be a bit of a fave of his, but Jace, that was a statement run. Uh, only 5.14 early, which is probably the one knock on him. I guess getting to the lead uh, may be challenging in the, in the feature races, but then to, to turn up the heat like he did going down the back straight, uh, it was a really, really impressive win, and then the run home was there as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, we've always known he's had plenty of ability, and last week was the opportunity for him to not only overcome bad box draws, but have every chance to show us what he's got at this time of the year. So that's what he did. And even speaking to his trainer, Ian Crockle, leading up, he sort of said, well, if he doesn't win this, then he's sort of, uh, what have we got? But um, uh, absolutely faultless. And he sort of just progressed and progressed. He's still so young. I don't even think he's two years of age. So a lot of upside and, and running those sort of times in the city at this time of the year is bloody huge. Saturday's preview. Well, anyone who listens would know Saturday preview means the Meadows, but no, not this time of year. The Sandown Park meeting's going to Saturday. Meadows moving aside as we look at the shootout this week and then obviously the Melbourne Cup series in the following weeks. But we're just going to focus with you anyway, Jace, on the Group 3 shootout. 
Uh, $72,500 in prize money. Winner takes home 50. The rest of the field take home seven and a half. So it's as good as a Metro win for the Greyhound that runs last effectively. She's a Pearl one. Wow, she's fast. Three, five photo man, seven McInerney. Reserves Amron Boy, deadly class. You've got a little bit of a vested interest there with She's a Pearl. How do you see the shootout being ran this year? Uh, always a balanced view, Jim. I think look, the box draws worked really well, and we're going to see all greyhounds get a, a really fair crack. You've got McInerney on the outside, but you know he's going to hold his line not only early, but through that first turn. Photo Man's not going to do anything drastic, and you've got Wow, she's fast. Again, no mad habits to do anything in particular, and then she's a pearl. Although she's first up at the track, we know with these sort of professional dogs they just get it done they don't seem so green when they go have their first look at the track so it's going to be a, a real frantic run early i mean oh, personally you'd probably have to lean towards where she's fast purely because she's got the black shorts on she's at a home track pearl's first up and we know in the past it has sort of been the undoing of a lot of stars coming from interstate their first crack in victoria and uh, needing a couple of looks at our at our premier track so look from a Home ground point of view and a record on the track, it's it's pretty hard to go against Wow She's Fast, isn't it? Yes, mate. I, I couldn't agree anymore, Jace. Uh, I'm with Wow She's Fast all of the way, but uh, I think She's a Pearl could make herself known to the point that if she can run a big race, compete with Wow She's Fast, she's then got the look at Sandown under her belt and maybe she could go a long way to winning the Melbourne Cup. We'll have to wait and see. Green light on. Premier Racing quiz time. Just as we let you go, Race and Jason, just a shootout quiz on previous winners. You just have to tell me if this Greyhound is a previous winner of the shootout. I just wanted to have a bit of a chat about the honour roll because it takes a certain Greyhound to win a shootout. I'll start with Aston Rupee. Yes or no? Yes. Has he won a shootout? Yes. yes. Oh, one from one, Jason. Hey, before we go forward, I was listening to this quiz last week and Corey Smith had to read out his name to answer the question. He's the only one answering, Jim. Yeah, I know. That's, that's just a little bit of humour that I try and create on the podcast, <laughs> Chase. But, uh, oh, good. He, I'm, I'm glad you haven't rolled that out with me. No, nah, no. That's, I, stir, I stir Corey up a little bit, <laughs> I must say. I enjoy it. But uh, he, he plays along. Next you, up. You just tell me to bugger off. That's the difference. Uh, the next one, <laughs> did Whiskey Assassin win a shootout? Oh, it's just going before my time. Uh, yes. Correct, Chase. And down the back straight, Whiskey Assassin takes the lead. The heavy artillery's out. That's what the Hawks were. Iconic. Yeah, iconic, iconic uh, sound. That's what got me involved, wanting to be a Greyhound race caller. Uh, just a couple of others. Let's go through them. Has Orson Allen won a uh, shootout? Yes. Oh, you're unstoppable, mate. I'm going to stop the quiz there. You're three from three. It's getting boring. Just a quick list of the winners. Regimite, Great Wish, Go Wild Teddy, Junior Whiskey, Silver Saul, Bombastic Shiraz, and then Whiskey Assassin, Bond, Jimandy Coops, Cool Effort, Mantra Lad, Velo Set, Cosmic Chief, Beckham Bale. He was a freak. Uh, Proven Nitro, Zylia Allen, Iver Vision, then Kader Shea, Zambora Brocky, Aston DB, Orson Allen, Hooked on Scotch, Tigalong Tonk, and Aston Rupee. That is some sort of an honour roll, isn't it, Jase, as I let you go? Yeah, nice and special. And, I mean, the, the names that we've got at the point here in the market ahead of this year's shootout are going to be absolutely no stranger to that lineup. So looking forward to it. It's going to be a beauty. All the best, mate, uh, Saturday night, and keep working hard as we know you are. <laughs> yeah, and, Jim, just before I go, we've got an Afghan race oh, after yes. race number five. Have you got a tip for that? Um, Have you done the form? I, I haven't seen the form. Where, where do I where do I find out the runners in the Afghan race? That's actually interesting. Oh, it doesn't exist. I oh. think there might have been some names attached, but um, 
we'll see how we go. Really looking forward to the call from Dan Hibbert. Yeah, I'm there on Saturday night. I'm working for <laughs> Racing.com. You'll be working for Sky, obviously, and I'm sure we'll both be pushing the Afghans pretty hard. But uh, a few of them, I actually noted when I called the Melbourne Cup, it might have been, or one of those big meetings a few years ago when they had the Afghans' last race, that the Greyhound, or the Afghan Greyhound, or whatever you call them, Afghan Hound, that, that won the race, um, they start from the 5.95 and run to the winning post. They're doing, what, maybe 200 metres? But it's the same first two sections as what you'll get from the uh, the Greyhounds, or the same same first section, isn't it, as the uh, the Greyhounds. And this Afghan, Correct. I reckon, was only about a second away from the Greyhounds. It was extraordinary. Well, that's boring because, look, it's a dollar thirty shot that it's going to be chaos. And if it's not chaos, it's boring. <laughs> so that one that speared to the front and one by half the straight, we don't want none of that. The connections were, were training it, though, I reckon. It looked that way anyway. Yeah, it, it might have doing. been Assassin Rupee dressed up in, some, in a costume. <laughs> Saturday's preview. Yeah, now time for the full Saturday night preview. Sandown Park, 12 races, and here are the winners. Race number one, I'm going five, Aston Velvet to beat four, two, and seven, kicking off with a middle-distance event. Race number two, the Stayers, might be a bit of a lead-up to the Bold Trees here, tipping seven, Lakeview Patsy. She's just burst onto the staying scene, her last three runs to beat six, eight, and three. Third race, I'm going three, Alfie Moon. He's just so reliable of late. He jumps well. He makes his own luck to beat five, four, and seven. Race four, I'm tipping three in this prelude to the Melbourne Cup. Zipping Kyrgios, he was eye-catchingly good in the top gun with no luck. Tipping three to beat two, Kai Bell. Trialled here on the 6th of November, sat trial. Won it by 20 lengths in 29.36. That's a, a bit of a, a, a run to follow, uh, sitting a new PB here in that trial. Three on top to beat two. Five has been enormous of late Amron Dan and Handsome Rhino in for the top four. Race five, I'm going three, my Neo to beat six, four and one. Tough race to start the quaddy. Race six, I'm tipping four, Plaintiff. Just needs to bounce and run here. Uh, if he can cross and lead the inside brigade, which isn't going to be easy. Landon Bale went out fast and held him at the Meadows last time, but over to Sandown. Hopefully he can cross and, and be hard to beat. Four on top from two, one and five. Race seven, best bit of the night here, number one, Shipwreck. I think the two is going to make the race for the red, and his uh, two runs at the Meadows have been huge. The only concern is whether or not uh, they've slipped the trial in at Sandown Park. That is the the concerns. So he's one of my better bets of the night. Obviously, Amron boys are danger. One on top to beat six, two, and four. Race eight, I'm going three, Dookie Devil to beat four, five, and two. Race nine, the group three shootout three. Well, she's fast. Is my best bet of the night from one, seven, five. Race 10, I'm going five, Power of Buddy to beat three, seven, one. The 11th, it's number two, Kelsey Bale. Another one that I'm really keen on here. I think she's drawn just to trail the red and then dominate from the midsection. Home, two to beat seven, eight, and three. Race 12, the last going three. Paddy wants Pats. I think he's well-placed here from the two, seven, and the eight. Punters Punting Club. For the Punters Punting Club, just give me $10 each way on Kelsey Bale. And I'll have $20 a win on... Uh, Race number nine, wow, she's fast. And then with the leftover 20, uh, chuck me $10 each way on my other best bet of the night, which is just uh, a little bit prior in uh, race number seven, Shipwreck. I think there's that little concern about Sandown Park, but if he goes as well as he has at the Meadows, uh, I think he'll be hard to beat. So good luck with the program either way. Inside Info. 
Inside info time ahead of the shootout at Sandown Park on Saturday night, of course, this Saturday evening. And our special guest this week is somebody a little bit different. He's a star when it comes to the media world. Now, it's not Jason Adams. He's also a fairly important owner of a greyhound who's going, let's say, she's going okay at the moment. I speak of Marky Holmes from Sky Racing, and Marky's been good enough to jump on the number one pod he tells me he hasn't had a listen yet, but I'm sure he will after this. Marky boy, how are you, mate? Yeah, to go back and listen to myself, James, of course. That's oh. the way it works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, mate. Hey, no, no, I'm very I'm very well, and I, I really appreciate you having me on because uh, anything that we can do to promote this great industry, which I'm learning more and more about each day, and I'm learning more and more about how wonderful it is uh, to be able to promote it. Yep, I'm, I'm in. It's exciting times, mate, for the world of, of greyhound racing. And over the last few years, you have sort of become more and more interested over that journey. But I, I want to wind it back to uh, to when Mark Olmus decided he wanted to be involved in racing. Where where did the love for racing as a whole begin for you? It's so funny that you bring up this conversation because as we're recording earlier in the day, I've just had the exact same conversation with Andrew Holmes from JRV. Um, yeah, and, and I'd, I'd, I'd love to retell it again because... I think we all have our own individual stories. Me, myself and Andrew were talking about the hook, the hook point of where you were reeled into racing and that's sort of the the engagement part and what we're trying to do to sell the sport. Anyway, for me, it goes back to, like, my old man was a punter and I um, I actually did not like racing at all um, because on a Saturday afternoon, we'd be waiting for Dad to, to finish up at the tab after myself, Mum and Sister had gone to the shops, the uh, the, the coals uh, at Caulfield there, and Dad would be over at the Garmies, and then there'd be the odd uh, after-school trip to the tab to put on a quaddy or uh, or collect some winnings and get promised with Maccas, and me and my sister would just, you know, hate waiting with Dad, even if it was for just five or ten minutes. Um, and anyway, and then went to the races in Melbourne Cup 2006, Still didn't really grab me, um, but it wasn't until schoolies when uh, I had a couple of days by myself before the boys got there, picked up the form guy because that's what Dad used to do in the morning, sit by the pool, and I think it would have been some far-flung place like Tari or Port Macquarie where I had a bet on every race and I ended up cleaning up and that entire schoolies trip, I ended up paying for it off the punt. Um, <laughs> all the boys were at the beach. I was in the, I was in the Great Northern at the pub tab, and they're like, oh, man, what are you doing? Like, come out with us and... And I'd show them the winning tickets and the cash, and they weren't um, too unhappy because they didn't have to pay for a thing all week. Um, and then sort of just hooked from there. It was on the punt, and then um, I got involved later on down the line through the National Jockeys Trust, and um, I got to meet a, a wonderful lady, Tanya Fullerton. Anyway, um, went after racing, got a job at the VRC doing social media. It just happened to be the, the year where Michelle Payne won the the Melbourne Cup, and that was special to be a part of. And, uh, yeah, then went to Perth, got a job over in over at Perth Racing, doing Mounting Yard, a little bit of other comms, and then came back and got a job at Sky Racing. Um, that was going back to 2017. But the real sort of attachment and the hook was uh, a horse called Atlantic Jewel. She really got me, got me into racing. And um, I guess further to Greyhound Racing, I got asked to host the catching pen at the start of a couple of years ago, which I took with both hands. And um, it just it taught me so much more because what people don't realise about all three codes of racing is that you can take something from one code and apply it to the other code. And whether it's form or whether it's 
you know, watching just how the races are run, uh, how administrators administer uh, racing. It's just all um, all intertwined. Um, but yeah, very lucky on, on my journey to come across some of the people that I have who have uh, managed to help me because, as we know, James, we don't get to where we are all on our own. So, uh, yeah, it's that's, that's my story, and uh, hopefully it's only the first couple of chapters of a few more to come. You were mentioning that you started from the punt and backing winners. How, how do you find doing the form on the Greyhounds? Obviously, you've spent at least, what, the last five, ten years, you know, focusing on thoroughbreds and, and doing the form there thoroughly. How, how do you find doing the form of the Greyhounds now? Because personally, I, I feel like it's probably easier. There's less ifs and buts, slow track, heavy track, the way to the jockey, the way the race is going to be ran, the way the track's playing. Do you, do you find that it is easier to do the form on the Greyhounds? Uh, yeah, there are still the, the same sort of nuances. It's funny because I'm a very subjective um, I guess punter and form analyst. So I, I look for a lot of what could be rather than what is, which actually helps you more when you're doing form on, uh, on say a code with more variables like the thoroughbred. So that's that that's my MO to try to find things at odds for for maybe one or two reasons, but I weight them heavier than the other more obvious reasons, uh, if that makes sense. And with the greyhound, it's all there in front of you, kind of facts and figures. It leaves a little little wiggle room to be subjective. But if you can find a little nuance, um, I'm still learning about the greyhound form, by the way, but if you can find a little nuance, whether it's a, a greyhound back to uh, a track that they've performed well at uh, a long time ago and it's you know back during the day, I, I don't know how I'd sort of transfer it, but I've got one of my favourite punting stories is that I just, I just look for, like I say, what could be rather than what is. And there was a horse over in... Perth called Recondition. Anyway, it was legless one day around a bend at Pinjarra over 1,300. He then goes up the straight at Pinjarra over 1,000 with a bit of headgear on, and he goes around at 126, and you just think that's that's just worth having something on. He ends up coming out and winning. I love looking for those kinds of things. I'm still figuring out how to find those kinds of things in greyhound racing. From just reading a form guide perspective, yeah, dogs are... Dogs are great to bet on. What about your involvement in greyhound racing? Because uh, you told me off air that you've only owned a couple of greyhounds. You've been lucky enough, as we'll speak of in just a moment, to be amongst the ownership of She's a Pearl, one of the greats of all time, going around in the shootout this week. But it uh, it didn't start right at the top, did it, Marky Boy? No, no, it didn't. Uh, Dave Stanley uh, and the, the lads up in Sydney, they put together a syndicate to uh, race a feral Frankie with... Jack Smith, and uh, they got a pup. It was one of those Nangar line uh, bitches, and uh, we got in, and 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 um, she was she was slow, so <laughs> unfortunately didn't quite didn't quite work out how we how we wanted to, and we got a pretty good crew together. Jared Daffy uh, was involved in there, a few thoroughbred blokes like Tommy Berry, Kian Holland, another another uh, another one of our team at Sky Racing, but uh, anyway. In all this time where I've committed and I've paid to this greyhound, I get this offer for this other greyhound that comes along, um, which I'm sure you'll touch on in a few moments. But the swings and roundabouts have 
just racing in general, James. <laughs> Look, I think getting rid of Dave Stanley, uh, that's that's where it's all it's all turned up from there, I reckon, uh, Mark, because you removed him, you removed the slow dog, and you went straight to uh, to She's a Pearl. And just before I do mention that, the catching pen, just quickly, is obviously working alongside Jason Lincoln. You'd pick up so much knowledge from him because he's just an encyclopedia of greyhound racing knowledge. And obviously, old patchy Jason Adams, who's a part of this podcast as well. Yes, indeed. Uh, Wiz, you just, I, I love working around guys like Jason Lincoln and even, um, you know, some, some former colleagues and some current colleagues. You just, just pick up so much by being around them. You know, um, Glenn Munsey's someone I don't get to work with a lot, but gee, just his, just his knowledge is unbelievable. And you just learn, Jared Daffy, I mentioned too, same thing, just talking to these guys, you absorb so much. Jason Lincoln's another one of those. And Patch, like, People might think Patch is young and, um, you know, he, he might be a bit uh, wet behind the ears, but he he just observes things so intently. And when you listen to him speak about them, he knows what he's talking about, but he's also so passionate about it. But that was a great experience and getting to really know the people of the greyhound racing industry was, was fantastic. And uh, yeah, the show, show's flying at the moment now too with Matty Jackson aboard who uh, is another one who's just taken the greyhounds like um, proverbial duck to water. So uh, I love that experience and, and, you know, very close with all those boys, in particular Jace. We used to always just, you know, talk about not only ground racing, just racing in general, you know, betting, betting for value, doing the form, what we look for, what others look for, why, you know, we're the best and, no one else is as good as us. That kind of thing, James. But no, no, no. It, it's um, it, we, we just, we just, we just love to have a bit of a fun, bit of um, a bit of a joke. Don't take ourselves too seriously, but also, um, also just you know, learn and pick things up off each other. Um, that's one thing that I loved about working in the pen. Also, Cat Ernst. Add to that mix. She, she's unbelievable. She, she's, oh, she's forgotten more than what some would know. Like she's. A genuine freak yeah you, you pick up a lot of off uh off those uh colleagues if you're if you're listening and you're and you're willing to learn which you know i am always we never stop learning quite unquote hey any chance we can get Matty Jackson to the, the local barber up there in French's Forest? Because we're, I'm concerned, Marky, we're going to lose his face. There, there is that much facial hair, that much hair on top. There is just hair everywhere. Every time I watch the catching pen, I just see these two little eyes behind the desk, and I assume that's Matty Jackson. And when he speaks, I recognise the voice. <laughs> If, if he wanted to get away with a bank robbery, all he needed to shave his beard. <laughs> no, they'd never know who he is. You're 100 percent right. Hey, let's talk about She's a Pearl. This this wonderful greyhound that's taken you and and a large group of owners on an incredible journey thus far. 38 starts, 25 wins, uh, 1.367 million dollars in prize money, which is just staggering. She's she's done it all. She's uh, she's won the million dollar chase. She won the the feature back in April. There, there's not a that uh, she hasn't been able to really dominate up there in New South Wales. And interestingly enough, it all began at Wagga. Can you can you tell us a little bit about the early days of She's a Pearl and, and at what moment, in your opinion, did you think, well, she could be the superstar that she's become? Uh, so what happened with, um, with her, James, with She's a Pearl, um, Peter Sims had her for, I think it was her first... Uh, like 19 starts or, or thereabouts. And I think she, uh, look, I, you know, I'm not well versed on what track records she 
did or did not break. But I think whether it was at Wagga or tomorrow or something, she, she she ran really good time early on in her career, and then Peter Sims took her to um, to Wentworth Park, and uh, and she went five. When was that? It was. Um, where was that run? She went sub, um, or she went went around five thirty that first section, and uh, the the punters HQ guys, Joe Lanuti, Craig O'Loughlin, uh, they identified that really early on and said that, well, this greyhound's got a bit of toe, and gee, to be getting the start right um, at a place like Wentworth Park could be like gold, and it turns out they were spot on. So when we got her, you'll notice in her form, there's a break between the start of December and the middle of January, and that's when all of the the deals were being finalised. And basically what happened um, at the start of her career, if you'll remember, James, our first start that we had her was in a heat of the futurity. We actually got beaten as a $1.65 favourite, and we were thinking, oh, you know, at, at the start of our journey, like, what have we done? But even to take just a, a fraction further back before that, Middle of December, it was around Phoenix time. Of course, the first running at the Phoenix in 2021. Um, I got a phone call. I was going into work from Joe Lanuti and through being lucky enough to you know, speak to Joe on, um, on Graham's HQ on, um, on, on Sky Sports Radio in Sydney and through the catching pen, Joe always said, mate, would you be interested in coming into a dog with us? We'd love to have you in, which was really lovely of him. And, I said, and you know, you sort of, you hear it, you would have heard it plenty back in your day too, James. Oh, I come in with a dog with a throw, rah, and you know the, the throwaway line is, "Yeah, mate, like let me know what you got, and you know we'll see how we go." Rah, rah, and he calls me the middle of December, and he goes, "He goes, Marky, I've got one, mate. I've got one for us." And I said, "Oh yeah, like what is it?" And he goes, "Oh, just let it sit with me, just hashing out all the details." And I said, "Righto." And I ended up calling a mate, and I found out what the name of the dog was, and then. My mate guy said, should I get into this dog? And then he goes, I asked him about the dog and he goes silent for about 10 seconds and he goes, can you get us a share in it? <laughs> and so, so Tyson Panagiotto, who has a stack of dogs with the Beachworm Capital Syndicate, he has all of his dogs with Benny Rawlings, a few with Daryl and Michelle now, and Michelle Sultana, Daryl Thomas. Um, and anyway, it worked out that we, we took a chunk of the dog all together and, um, yeah, this dog ended up being She's a Pearl. And like I said, that first start, we were kind of less scratching our heads, like assuming that we'd just be in a, in a Group 1 final second start with her. But um, racing isn't that easy, unfortunately. Well, it, it turned out that it kind of was. But, uh, yeah, the start of the journey was uh, was uh, inglorious, let's just say, that first start for us at Winnie Park on the 14th of Jan. I'll tell you what, Marky boy, I've, I've learned something, mate. I, I just assume that uh, that this Graham was a little bit like Black Abbott and started racing for you and the the Lords <laughs> from Day Dot. So uh, there you go. Obviously, it began with a Tamora Cup win as well for memory in, in absolutely flying time. But the Million Dollar Chase, just before we talk about the shootout, that night, I, I've seen some photos, saw some of the social media videos that just went on for days and days. But the celebration and being able to... I guess enjoy that moment with such a big group of owners. It must have just been so special. Yeah, it really was. And and that's the great thing about racing and in particular ownership is when you can share it with people and, and that's why it was so great, you know, to to get um to be with Tice and a few of the other guys. Um good another good uh, the, the way I know Tice is through uh, a mate that works actually at 
rival network at racing.com, Timmy Aitman, great fella, and um, struck up an association. Anyway, they got a big syndicate of about 12 blokes, and they come in, and then Wiz says he's in, and um, when Wiz said he was in, I said, well, I've got to give Patch a part of my share, just because just we can't we can't all be, you know, getting ready for the catch. We've been talking about cheese of Pearl, and, and Patch is not in it. So how do you get Patch involved? Um, and, yeah, and to be able to share those those big nights with them and the build-up and, you know, the banter, the chat is really, really special. And Joe and Craig, like, uh, I can't I can't stress enough that um, that, that these guys, that, you know, they, they just want to kind of spread the love and spread the gospel of greyhound racing, which is just uh, so terrifically important for the industry. I think I think last count there were 70-odd owners um, individually involved in She's of Pearl, and uh, you're meeting, you know, really great people. There's, there's, um, yeah, there are just some terrific stories in amongst the ownership of, of our greyhound. And uh, yeah, we're, we're just extremely lucky, mate. In the end, we, we, um, we're very, very lucky. I know just personally, I'm lucky to get a phone call and be be dragged along for the ride by Joe. Well, you're now dragging along to Sandown Park uh, this Saturday night to, to contest the shootout in the mouth-watering clash that I think every Greyhound fan has just been hoping that's going to happen for the last, I'd say, at least three or four months. It is She's a Pearl 1. Wow, she's fast in box three. That's the, the match race we've always wanted. Then you've got Photo Man, the Top Gun winner in five. McInerney, the most recent million-dollar chase winner. Staggeringly as well, Mark, three of the four Greyhounds have over $1 million in prize money to their name, and Photo Man's heading up towards half a mil. So for a field of four, this is just an elite lineup. How, how do you see the race playing out? Can She's a Pearl defeat Wow She's Fast on the home turf of the Queen of Victorian Greyhound Racing's track? I personally don't think so, uh, James. I was quite surprised. I, I haven't, I haven't checked, um, I haven't checked the betting recently as we as we record on a Thursday evening um, ahead of the shootout. Uh, last look, dollar seventy. Uh, wow She's Fast looked a bet. Obviously, I, I can't can't bet um, against Pearl for multiple reasons. Um, but yeah, just her on her home deck. Wow, she's fast. She just looks. I know she hasn't, and you can't really say she hasn't been going well. She's just been unlucky in big fields and big races, high pressure races, and now she gets everything made to order. Whereas we're sight unseen at Sandown, so we'll learn a lot. But uh, you know, we, we basically get to to go around for a good amount of prize money. And I think what's most exciting, James, I, I I'm I love Wow, she's fast. You know, ever since. That Phoenix last year, uh, unbelievable. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. I'm actually wearing a Wow She's Fast t-shirt as we speak. <laughs> um, uh, the ones that they were giving out on the uh, on the on the night of the Phoenix there at the track. I'm actually wearing that t-shirt right now. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's great that this is the closest thing we're going to get to a match race between two greyhounds of a lifetime. They just happen to be in the same lifetime. Um, and and I, I mean absolutely no disrespect to another million-dollar earner, of course, like you mentioned, in McInerney, um, and as well Photo Man for Gav Clifton. I was so happy to mm. see Gav Clifton get his group one. Um, but let's be honest, it's about she's a pearl and wow, she's fast. And uh, I, think, I think wow, she's fast is just going to be terribly hard to beat. On a home deck, fastest bitch at Sandown ever. Um, yeah, I, sorry. I, after what I saw in the blue sapphire uh, earlier this year, or sapphire crown, pardon me, 
earlier this year. I, I was floored by that performance. Mm. What'd she go, James? 81 or something? Yeah, 28-81? She's gone, gone 28-82. Uh, it's just extraordinary yeah, yeah. what she can do. And she's, she's done it so many times from awkward draws, whereas this time I think she's drawn to get the right run. Photo Man's going to come across, but McInerney's going to stay wide. And look, for your girl, she's a pearl. If she can compete and compete, you know, really well with Wow She's Fast. I think it puts She's a Pearl right up the top of the pecking order for the Melbourne Cup because obviously full field, she's going to get this look now at Sandown Park. Then she goes into the Melbourne Cup heats. So, look, I think they've done the right thing, the, the Lords, as they always do. And, mate, you'll be on a, on a big journey. And, and who knows? Imagine, imagine if you sit there now and you say, in three weeks' time, Mark, You've just got involved in Greyhound ownership only recently. The second Greyhound that you've ever got involved in and you can tick off a million-dollar chase and a Melbourne Cup. I mean, that is that is every trainer, every owner, every participant's dream and we all wish you well to do it. Thanks, mate. Yeah, uh, and, you know, don't forget the egg and also the Tamora Cup was, was a pretty sp- sort of special win for us, but I've always wanted a runner in the Melbourne Cup. Um, it's just a race since I've been closer to Greyhound racing that I've just felt you, you sort of feel a, a sense of occasion and an atmosphere about an event, and that's the Melbourne Cup for me, having been involved the last couple of years at, at OBs. So, um, mate, things you're speaking of a pipeline dream stuff, and, um, you know, we're not too far away from it, which is just uh, unbelievable to think about. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get through this weekend, and uh, let's hope that, you know, she gets around safely and, and she just shows her best. But like you say, wow, she's fucked, mate. That, that night, the Sapphire Crown, I, I was honestly floored. I was in the judges box. And if you ask uh, if you ask Lachlan Goff, I was just sitting there for about 15 minutes straight thinking, what have I just seen? <laughs> she's a very special animal, wow, she's fast. But looking forward to testing our medal against her. I think it was start longer against her. And then maybe Pearl might come a bit of a bet. But, uh, mate, Melbourne Cup. Um, potentially a phoenix, like it, it's just, oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's uh, it really is just, oh, it, 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 it does make you sort of stop and think, like, well, what's you know, is is this real? Um, we're just so extremely blessed, and and to have the lords and and Millsy handling her does such a great job. Yeah, I, just. Can't wait to can't wait to test her out in Melbourne, mate. Let me assure you, the journey is real, mate. Everything is real, and she's got box one in the shootout. So good luck, Marky boy. Just as I let you go, something I don't normally do on this podcast, I want to quickly get to know you away from the races. What's your favourite food? Uh, favourite food? Um, I, I think it's it's very boring, but it'd be Italian. Yeah, it'd be Italian. A, a good a good pasta. A good pasta. Favourite drink to go with the pasta? Can of Coke? No, uh, yeah. In all seriousness, <laughs> uh, it, uh, I'm not a massive drinker, but my advice is uh, is Coca Cola, and I'm I'm actually been off soft drink for a few days now, and it is that's killing me, mate. Dead set, it is killing apologies. me. Apologies for talking about it. <laughs> See you, Marky. All the best, mate. <laughs> Cheers, James, and uh, good luck to anybody who's out there on Saturday night. And that's it. It's a big weekend of Greyhound Racing, Metropolitan Greyhound Racing in Melbourne. Good luck to everybody involved in the shootout, obviously, as well. The prelude to the Melbourne Cup. Things are really warming up at headquarters in Melbourne. Until next time, punters, safe travelling, and as always, happy punting.